Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. Hello, hello. So first off, I just want to ask that you head over and subscribe if you have not already done so. And then if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave a review, it would be a huge help. And actually what I'm going to do this week is if you leave a review and take a screenshot of it, just send me the screenshot on Instagram, send me a message, and I will pull a card for you and send you a little mini reading as a thank you. And thank you so, so much for your support. So today I want to talk about the beauty of connecting with your inner child. We lose touch with our inner child as adults. Many of us do. I I think probably most of us do. One of the biggest steps forward in a spiritual journey is really reconnecting with our child self, our inner child. And when I talk about our inner child, I am talking about the child version of ourselves that really always lives on inside of us. And there are two aspects to our inner child. Probably the first one that comes to mind for most people and what comes to mind for me is the innocent, playful, fun-loving, no worries kind of joyful side of our child self. And the thing that's really amazing about this aspect of your child self is children are very, very present. They really practice mindfulness. I mean, a child doesn't obsess over the future or the past. They're really in the moment experiencing the now. Our inner child is one of the places where we can access our ability to be really present in the now. The other aspect of our inner child that is equally important, but I feel like maybe doesn't get as much attention. And that is the shadow aspect of our inner child. The shadow aspect of our inner child is all of the trauma, all of the negative conditioning that we experienced as we grew in this world. Our inner child still holds all of those sort of negative experiences that taught us what we could not do in this world. And we've all experienced some level of that, some much more than others, of course, but we all experienced some level of that growing up in this world, in this physical reality. Getting back in touch with both of these aspects of our inner child is absolutely one of the most powerful journeys we can ever take. And it is completely intertwined with spiritual growth and the spiritual journey. It's an absolutely integral part of it, which is why I want to talk about it today. So just to get started, how how do you start connecting with your inner child? Some of you may have had experiences where you felt like you connected with your inner child. You probably have at some point. For me, the experience that really reconnected me to my inner child was going to Burning Man for the first time by myself, which is a a huge arts festival that happens in the United States once a year. It's basically like recess for adults. I climbed on things. I ran around and looked at amazing art. 
I met new people, made new friends, and everything was very immediate. There's a lot of mindfulness practice happening at this event. It really sparked that curiosity, that innocence, that joy that I remember having as a kid running around the playground or, you know, visiting Disneyland. And it reminded me how important that part of myself really is. And that was when I began to really start thinking about how can I nurture my inner child, which led to many, many changes in my life, some of which I talked about in the first episode of the podcast. But definitely it led to a greater hunger for freedom. And I love that part of inner child work, that it really connects you with that that hunger for freedom and also that deep knowing that we are free and that we should be free. A simple exercise to just kind of get you started connecting with your inner child is to think back to when you were very young, but old enough to have some memories. So four, five, six years old, around that age, and think about what you were focused on at that age. What were you passionate about? What did you say you wanted to be when you when you grew up? You know, people always ask kids that question. What do you want to be when you grow up? Think back to that and think about how you spent your time, what you wanted to be when you grew up, and what lit you up, what was exciting to you at that age. Once you've thought through these things, you know, maybe write down a list, then think about how those passions are appearing in your adult life, or if they're not, how can they? How can you add those passions and those first primal excitements? How can you add those into your adult life? For example, when I did this exercise for myself, I thought about when I was four or five, I loved animals. I was obsessed with animals. I had so many stuffed animals. I wanted all the animal picture books. We went to the zoo all the time. So I loved animals. I loved flying on airplanes. My parents traveled quite a bit when I was a kid. So I had, I was lucky enough to have the experience at a young age of getting on airplanes and I loved it. And I loved going to the doctor, (laughs) which I think is kind of unusual. But um, what I remember, what I loved about going to the doctor was that if you were sick, there was this person that you could go see that would help you to feel better. When I looked at these things, I realized that, you know, I loved animals. That was a a really a love for nature and a connection to living things. I loved flying on airplanes. So in my adult life, I love to travel. And going to the doctor, you know, I, I connected with helping people. And helping people is a really important part of my adult life as well. I'm a Reiki practitioner. This is an awesome exercise to see if you are bringing these passions into your adult life or if you could bring them into your adult life more. And now here's the thing. When I first did this exercise, I was not a Reiki practitioner yet. I had already worked with animals and I had already traveled quite a bit. I realized that I was missing that piece of helping people in my life. It really felt like there was something missing. And it was so beautiful to realize 
that was the missing piece. And so I began thinking about how I could incorporate helping people into my life. It really rounded out my life to add that in. So this is a great exercise. I highly recommend that you do it. It's a really fun journaling exercise. Building a relationship with your inner child is a beautiful way to practice self-love. Self-love is such an essential part of personal empowerment. So another important exercise you can do to connect with your inner child is get into a meditative state, a calm, present state. And imagine that you are visiting your child self at a pivotal moment in your childhood, either good or bad. It can be a really great moment or it can be a really challenging moment. And then talk to your child self. Imagine telling your child self whatever would have been helpful for them at that age. Tell them what you wish someone had told you at that age. Have a conversation with them. And this is a really powerful, powerful exercise. A word of caution about this. If you do choose to visit challenging childhood memories when you do this exercise, It can be a very, very emotional experience. Don't hesitate to reach out for support if you get into the shadow work with your child self. So if you're working with those more challenging memories, it's a great idea to see a therapist or a counselor in conjunction with this work. For me, therapy was an incredible help as I began working with my challenging inner child memories. So I just want to put that out there because I think it's really important. It's totally natural for these challenging inner child memories to be emotional and difficult. Okay, so you've done this exercise, you've visited your child self, you've told them what you wish someone had told you when you were having that experience. And here's where it gets really interesting. So this is something, this is a practice that I have been doing for years and years now. This gets into the question of time and is time actually linear? And I I discussed that idea pretty fully in episode two. Um, If you have more questions about it, I would definitely go back and listen to that. But basically this concept that everything is all happening at once. Every single now moment is happening at the same time. If that's the case, what if this exercise where you go back and speak with your child self, what if it actually has an effect on the you that exists right now? This is something I'm just tossing around, an idea, a possibility, but I do find it really interesting. So for example, I've done this work for years where I go back and I visit my child self I talk with her about all kinds of things, but one of the things that I often do is I go back to challenging memories and I tell her about the life I'm living now and how beautiful it is and how wonderful and amazing and how she's going to get there. And I have often described in these meditations to my child self, I've often described my current partner who I've been with for many, many years now. I realized one day in discussing these meditations with him I realized that when I met him, he was so strangely familiar to me. I don't mean in a vague way. 
I mean that I actually thought I knew him from somewhere, so much so that we compared notes about when we might have met at another time. And it's, we didn't, it's not possible. But one day it occurred to me, gosh, I wonder if all of these times that I have gone back in meditation and described my partner to my child self, I wonder if that actually affected that version of me in the moment that I met my partner. I don't know. Who knows? It's very cool to think about, though. Either way, there's no question that speaking with your child self is extremely therapeutic. A lot of times what will happen when I do this meditation is my child self will also tell me something that is really helpful for me. She'll relay something to me that feels important to her or something that she cares about. And then I can come back into the present moment and incorporate that into my adult life. So this is a really powerful, powerful practice. I hope you found this interesting. It's a topic I absolutely love. If you would like to practice this inner child meditation, I've recorded a guided meditation visualization of this exercise. It will also come with a PDF with journal prompts that will take you through basically what you want to write down as you finish your meditation. I'm going to put the link to that meditation in the show notes. So if you would like to practice this the way that I have, that is an option and that's available to you. All right. So another really essential relationship that I want to talk about in maybe the next episode, but definitely in a future episode, is your relationship with your higher self, which is kind of the opposite of inner child work. Your relationship with your higher self, I think of it as connecting with your future self, connecting with the highest version of yourself. So we'll definitely talk about that in another episode because it's another really amazing, powerful practice. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And again, if you can head over and subscribe, if you haven't already, that would be amazing. And I'm so grateful for the reviews and the subscribes already. Thank you so much for your support. And I will speak with you next week.